0: this is the busted open podcast you can listen to the full show monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on SiriusXM xm fight nation channel 156 yo
2: what's going on everybody and thank you for tuning in to another edition of the busted open podcast today the fat and the furious returns but today we're too fat and too furious Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. And I'm going to get right to the point. AEW superstars, Swerve Strickland and Ricky Starks. That's right. The FTW champion, Ricky Starks. We got them both here live on Busted Open this morning. And you're not going to believe what they had to say about one another. You're going to have to listen. You're going to have to turn it up. You're going to have to get ready because here it is. The Busted Open podcast. Turn it up. Right now, we are very happy to welcome in friend of the show, one of the first guys to ever come on Get Yourself Over Monday years ago, propelled him to greatness, propelled him to stardom, the current FTW champion of the world, Ricky Starks. Ricky, how the hell are you doing this morning? You're in Vegas, and it's hot as balls out there, brother.
0: It's, it's hot as hell, but you know what? I want to say something. That introduction you gave me was way better than any introduction Justin Roberts has ever given me. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Bully. I really appreciate it.
2: My pleasure, man. My, and it's probably better than LaGreca has ever done for you also, right?
0: Honestly, I don't remember a good introduction from him either.
3: <laughs> I'm surprised that uh, LaGreca hasn't taken uh, res- responsibility for your great career success like he does Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tremendous he
0: he wants to I know he wants to
3: yeah he wants to be the manager of champions if it wasn't for him nobody would exist exactly yeah
2: Ricky I haven't had a chance to speak to you in a long time and you know uh, introducing you this morning as the FTW champion there's no two guys in this industry who have a closer relationship uh over the past probably 25 30 years now with Taz than me and Tommy. What is it like working with Taz for you? What have you learned from Taz and how does it feel for you personally or professionally to be the FTW champion?
0: Uh, Well, first and foremost, being the FTW champion is a big deal. I think uh, taking it from how it was introduced and how it played out to now being uh, a top tier championship title that I'm holding, that's a big deal. That's very important to me, and especially for the fact that this is a part of uh, Taz's legacy, and I want to do right by him. And so having that the working relationship with Taz has been great because not only is he able to give me insight on different things that um, he, he personally experienced through ECW, through WWF, uh, but then we get to talking with promos, and we get to talking with the mindset of how we go into these different matches and things like that. Uh, He's a very, very smart and very skilled guy. And when it comes to business, he gives it to me straight. He puts me on game for business that the perspective that I haven't thought of. So um, I'm very thankful for Taz's uh, experience and being able to work side by side with him. Dude, in commentary, commentary, he's always giving me advice and helping me out when he doesn't have to, when other people have looked at me and said, well, why should we even care about this kid who just seems to think he can just jump in commentary? Taz, Excalibur, Shivani, all of them, they have not, Jericho, they have not treated me like that. So, uh, I'm telling you, man, Taz is is a great help for me. Uh, and I think as I get older too, there's going to be things that i call back on of conversations that we had that may have not been important to him, but very important to me. So he's a, he's a great man.
3: They, uh, it, as you get older You said it You become more and more You don't realize Taz, Bully, myself We're blessed to have Joey Styles Give us something that we hadn't earned yet And that's credibility And you, all of the AEW talent Coming out there And unknown Some of you To an uh, to a worldwide audience sure. They gave you credibility And that's why the company Has risen so, so fast Because you said Think of the names you've talked about. Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, Taz, Excalibur. Taz, man, there's at one point I would say Taz became one of the greatest announcers of all time. When he was in the WWE, he hit his stride. Then he went away because he had people in his ear. Then he went to Impact and he was back on. Then he kind of went away. And then now he's back uh, in his game again, calling it like how you're supposed to call it. Like it's a real sport because it's been for him. Uh, and it's been there for you. Uh, you both also share part of the broken neck club. Um, so it, it's, and that's when I say the realest of reals, because of, Hey, your neck broke another way. You may not have been here. Same with him. I walked with him into the hospital the day he broke his neck and couldn't believe that he broke his neck. Cause we both walked into the hospital and it's just, when you talk about parallels and you talk about the hit, you will always go back to your, to the history of wrestling. And when it's good and it repeats itself, it, it's good. And you're all about, you know, from interviews and just me knowing you, it, it's hard work and hard work is paying off for you. And, and that's why you're in the spot that you're in. Thank
0: you. Yeah. And, you know, Taz too is really good at um, being able to be straight up with me and, and not really beat around the bush. So that's one thing that I appreciate out of anybody is, just be real with me. Cause I'm always going to be real with, with people. So I expect it in return.
3: When you come back from the ring, does he take the FTW title, put it in the orange sash, like the guy with the Lord of the Rings <laughs> his title no. back right away? Are you sure? No. Come on
0: now. <laughs> That's dude. It, it, totally on me. I'm in charge of that title belt. The moment that I walk into that building, I need to make sure I know where it's at every single moment. Uh, so after I leave, I immediately hand it off to someone that I trust, and they put it away and put it in production box. All
2: right, you got to take care of it, brother. It's the yeah. FTW title, brother. You can't and ruin And it's history, it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricky. Uh, recently, you've had issues with issues with Jungle Boy. You've had issues with Luchasaurus. You've had issues with sort of Scott. You've had issues with Keith Lee. Where's the heat, brother? Why all the issues with all these dudes?
0: You know what it is? It's a, it's a matter of guys who are too comfortable in their spot and uh, who just coast along. And so I can say that about every single person you named off compared to me, stark contrast. uh, I feel like they're just coasting man and they don't offer what I offer. And so I'm tired of sitting around waiting for things to happen for me. I'm a person who goes out and gets it done. So If that ruffles a few feathers, then so be it. I think the best part of all of this is getting the chance to actually show people when I get in the ring with them, hey, you thought this guy was good. Well, wait till you see what I can do. And I've proven that, actually, every time when I I beat Swerve in Austin, uh, I beat Jungle Boy. I'm going to beat Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. so I'm making it
2: Don't you have a a three-way dance coming up tonight with Jungle Boy and Swerve Strickland on Dynamite?
0: Yes, tonight on Dynamite, me versus Swerve versus Jungle Boy in my other hometown of (laughs) Las Vegas. Nevada. (laughs) It's going to be great, man. I think uh, tonight's going to be a good starting point for me, as well as Hobbs, especially as we go into Double or Nothing this Sunday. Um, Starting it off on a good foot, Uh, you know, me winning the triple threat. And then going on and winning the tag team triple threat as well for the uh, tag team titles.
2: Tommy, as you know, in about uh, 10 minutes or so, we have Swerve Strickland coming on. Uh, So, Ricky, any words for Swerve that you'd like to lay out there right now that we could replay for him when he comes on in about 10 minutes?
0: Well, here's the deal. History will repeat itself. It, it, it happened in, in Austin and it's going to happen in Vegas. And everyone wants to clown on me for having all these hometowns. But the fact of the matter is that I'm beloved everywhere I go, unlike Swerve. So we're going to get that. I'm going to help him out. I've been uh, handing him invoices left and right online for getting him the popularity that he should have gotten in the past. So it's all a charity event for Ricky Starks here. So you got him over. Yeah, got him over twice. <laughs> Keenan and Kel, and then you know, had to introduce him to the the AEW crowd, so to speak.
3: One of my favorite uh, introductions was an ECW Chili Willy. He was everybody's so good from uh everyone's favorite homeboy. So every town was his was his hometown. <laughs> Chili was I like Chili Willy. I thought he was great. Yeah, uh, listen, man, at one point. Whole other story. Chili Willie was primed to take on and defeat Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah. That's a whole other story that uh, Paul Heyman was involved in it. And there was a, a lot of stuff going to go on, but uh, poor Chili uh, couldn't deal with, uh, he had some PTSD from the Gulf war and he couldn't tell mm. his story. And part of his story was a big issue to move forward. And yeah, he was supposed to take on Brock and win, be, win the title. That's an, an alternate universe. But you could steal his, uh, home, everybody's homeboy. Every town's your you hometown, man.
0: Yeah, I like that. As Raf said, the, you know, road is home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, let me ask you this. You're the FTW champion. You got a huge smile on your face this morning. Um, you, It seems like everything is going great for you. What has been the biggest challenge for you so far within AEW?
0: Uh, well, that's, you know, coming off of the neck injury. It was a slow start after the injury, after I was cleared. And, uh, that is the most frustrating part, especially for a person like me. Um, you know, there's guys who are going to complain and not try to change their situation. Me, on the other hand, if I don't like something, I go out and change it myself. I'm in control. And sometimes you have to learn, everyone talks about trust in the process and all that BS. I don't believe in that. The process is me and the process is what I choose to do and the work that I put in. And so, uh, it was a slow start with that, but now I feel like we're at a spot where, uh, momentum is picking up and I don't think I can be stopped now. Um, I really, really do believe it happened for a reason. I'll figure that out as I get older, but for now, uh, it was just a, you know, a slow start off, off the, uh, the starting line, but, it's fine now. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not coasting yet, but man, I'm about to sprint into fifth gear coming up. So, uh, that's probably the hardest part of it is just feeling the frustration that I had of not being able to like, just get it going how I want it to.
3: As a tag team as well. How much do you and your partner get along slash? I know you guys are working out. We, we, we've talked about before his amazing transformation with his body. Um, getting together along as a unit?
0: Well, me and Hobbs are actually really, really great friends outside of work. So I think that helps out a lot. And it's crazy how in sync we are. Um, the thing is me and Hobbs don't look at ourselves as a tag team. I think that's kind of puts you in a, a, a box, so to speak. We are a unit. We are a cohesive uh partnership you know what I'm saying and I think that helps us uh in that regard me and Hobbs are we 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 talk a lot about wrestling and we share a lot of you know um, insecurities that we may have with each other and I think that only helps us in terms of getting better uh with each other if that makes sense I'm pushing him to get better in aspects that he may not feel as adequate and and vice versa uh, and so you can see that in the ring. You can see that one every time we're on the screen together. I think it just works. And so I wouldn't, I, here's the thing. I wouldn't want anyone else right now in this current position going into the, the pay-per-view this Sunday. I wouldn't want someone else uh, by my side besides Hobbs.
2: R- Ricky, as younger wrestlers, we always need to have go-to guys in the locker room. I remember when I was younger in The ECW locker room, Bam Bam Bigelow, took me under his wing. We obviously know that Terry Funk took Tommy under his wing. We know that you're working very closely with Taz. But other than Taz, who do you find yourself going to, whether it's one of the veteran boys or whether it's a producer that you find yourself talking to a lot, picking their brain, asking them about promo psychology, the whole nine yards?
0: Uh, It's going to be Cody. Uh, I don't. I have people I'm able to it, go to. You mean it
2: was Cody?
0: It still is Cody. Oh, when interesting. I yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with saying that. Um, I don't really have that type of uh, relationship back there. There's people I can talk to for sure, but it's not in terms of like taking me under their wing. Um, Sting is a person that I talk to just out with stuff outside of wrestling. Sanjay is a producer that I talk to. As well, And I like Sanjay a lot because I think he understands me. And that's all I've ever asked for from people is just to understand me as a person. And he does. Um, Jericho, I've talked to to get advice, but there isn't anyone that I actually go to and sit there and pick their brains just because I don't feel like I have that relationship just yet. Uh, and it's not I don't think it's because of me. It's just how it is back there, you know, uh, and that's that's cool with me.
2: Ricky you said you know like Sanjay understands you and when i hear that I'll, i i'll ask myself are you a difficult person to understand do you not gel well with is it or is it just one of those things where maybe you're standoffish what can you can you go a little deeper into understand you
0: understanding I, I what i'm saying about understand is he understands my style of uh my matches and he ah, cuz i'm okay, not okay i don't really I don't really think of wrestling in the way that most guys think of it. And that's not to be the, this quote unquote, I'm such a mysterious different guy or I'm difficult. I'm not, I'm, I'm actually very easy to get along. It's just, I think people look at me and they put me in a box immediately. And what I'm saying is that I do not fit in a box of, of wrestling. You get what I'm saying? What would that box be? That. What
2: box do they put you in?
0: I think a lot of people look at me and go, well, this guy is a high flyer style wise. Right. That type of box. And then they try to put me in a box of my character. And it's like, there is no character. This is who I am. And this is how I operate. And I know it works. And Sanjay gets that. So we are we are on the same page when it comes to that type of um, dynamic. Um, So this is what this isn't trying to me say, you know, people don't get me back there and this and that. It's just more of a, a artistic creative understanding and sanjay is always on point and knows how to get the most of especially here's the other thing trying to articulate my ideas is sometimes a hard part for me because my brain is so scattered sometimes so i want to do this this, this this sanjay can look at it organize it, and go here's how we can do it boom 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 and, and that's why i like sanjay because he's the man when it comes to that
3: well that's because you're an individual uh, you're talking to somebody who is a man in a box and has also thought differently. You're looking at Bully Ray, who's thought differently. We were part of a revolution that thought differently. And we all worked out pretty really well for each other. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. look forward to uh, double or nothing because I'm looking at the match tonight. And then I look at the other guys, your partners, you know, where it's Hobbs, Keith Lee, Luchasaurus. It's like giant power guys and then other great wrestlers, they complement each other well, which should be an awesome, awesome match. Could be a show stealer in uh, my books, just saying. And oh, I wish you nothing but luck, buddy.
0: Thank FTW, you,
2: gentlemen. FTW world champion Ricky Starks. Check him out tonight on Dynamite Big Three-Way Dance. You could also see him on Friday nights on Rampage. We'll be checking you out this Sunday night, double or nothing, live in Vegas, AEW. In my opinion, the most fun wrestling product out there. Ricky, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Hope to talk to you
0: again soon. Absolutely, guys. Let's go. Take care, buddy.
2: Hey everyone, Lindsey Rhodes here deep in the NFL offseason now, which means the news cycle slowed down a little bit, but we've still got lots to talk about on my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. In fact, I actually love this part of the offseason because there's time to talk to people who impact the NFL without having to chase whatever's happening that week. We love to get into the weeds and we will be doing that weekly. New episodes out every Thursday designed to make you and me smarter football fans. So listen and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts.
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Welcome to the show, Swerve Strickland.
2: Swerve, how you doing this morning? What's going on? Thanks for joining me and Dreamer today.
4: Thank you for having me. It's a bright and beautiful morning in Vegas, and I'm glad to be on the show with you guys.
2: How hot is it out there?
4: I haven't been outside yet, but just just flying in, it was muggy. It was like 90 at midnight. (laughs) Oof.
3: Yeah. Tommy, me and you don't do well in the heat. No. No. A lot of of, uh, places to sweat. Forget that.
4: Uh, Yeah. It was ugly.
3: Hey,
4: Swerve.
2: Hey, Swerve. We just had Ricky Starks on the show. (laughs) Ew. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the interview or not, but he had uh, he had some choice words for you with regards to tonight's three-way dance. How you feeling about the match tonight on Dynamite? And what would you have to say if Starks was standing in front of you right now?
4: Well, I'm glad I gave him something to talk about. That's good as a competitor. You know, um, if I was with him, we wouldn't really be having much to say. It'd be more throwing blows at one another. At this point, it's on site, but um, he's a very talented individual that his mouth gets in the way of his actual potential. That's what I'll say about him.
3: Interesting. Just like the matchup tonight would be very, very interesting. I think uh, between this and double or nothing, you got your hands full. Uh, I think the double or nothing match could be a show stealer, but I like – the contrast, number one, in styles, but also partners. Because tonight, it's you, Starks, and Jungle Boy in a three-way dance. And then at Double or Nothing, it's your tag team partners who are Hobbs, Keith Lee, and Luchasaurus, all big men that can move. And it's really a balanced matchup when it comes to, on paper, what everyone has to offer and what these tag teams actually look like. So what's going to make you stand out? I know, but tell Mm -hmm. our our audience.
4: Um, What makes Mm. myself the individual swerve stand out is just the fact that I'm one of the most unique individuals in the industry today. There's nobody that really moves the way that I do. Nobody looks the way that I look. Nobody talks the way that I talk. Nobody works the way that I work in the ring. You know, and the fact that I have someone as special and unique as Limitless Keith Lee in my corner going out the same way. Like, he's another individual that's the same way. You know, he's very unique. Nobody can really do what he does. Nobody looks the way that he looks. Nobody talks the way that he talks. Nobody wrestles the way that he wrestles. That combination of two different special, unique individuals and singles is already, like, unlike anything else. So putting us together in the ring... And two people that actually get along in the same sense is very, is even more special. Like you can put a lot of unique talents together. It doesn't always mesh very well. There's a lot of contrast in egos, philosophies, and, you know, just psychology, but we are on point on everything we do. We are on the same page every single way. And we've been honestly um, tag team partners. way honestly, before the other tag teams even were formed, you know, we go back to like 2016, 2017, a lot of these guys, you just now seeing them together since AEW's like inception. So we are actually the most experienced tag team out of everybody in the, in the match. If you think about it.
3: I was going to say, I know you guys did Indies together and then, you know, you're both shared a locker room in NXT and now you're, you're both striving uh, in AEW. So it's, that bond that, I mean, you're talking to two guys right here that have been friends since the Indies, and then we started mm-hmm. in. new and, you know, you just, you sometimes connect with people, and, and you know, I, I've, I've wrestled you. I, I've watched your talents shine forever, and I'm just really, really happy that the world uh, is getting to see your talents because you are super-duper talented, and you've always had a lot of people believing in you, and, you know, we're seeing again, and this kind of is the theme of today, the best version of yourself.
4: Oh, thank you very much. The, uh, that means so much to me um, coming from you guys. And, but the fact is, I like, this is still just a ground level of my evolution. I still haven't tapped into full potential. You know, I'm always opening up new doors and finding a whole nother room in this big house of what Swerve's house is of my creativity and so this is just like another door that another room that i found that i'm exploring working with decorating adding furniture to until this room gets filled and then i gotta okay i need to move on to a different room at some point and i'm only i'm still in the youth stage of my career you know so i'm always looking forward i'm always looking three steps ahead you know so even though i'm what you're seeing what you're seeing now this iteration of me is like, it's, it's doing very well, but I'm already looking like the next level evolution after this and beyond that as well.
3: It's so cool that you say that. Hang on, bub. Sorry. mm -hmm. Um, It's so cool that you say that because Stark said the same thing about himself in more of a heel version, but yeah, I get it. I mean, listen, I, I, I remember sharing you asking me for, advice on different things and you're you're creative and when you have a creative mind not only in the ring but what you're doing and expanding outside you have that platform to do and it's just really really cool to see that people think that as well as they have the confidence in that and then you think of other like a Jeff Hardy super duper creative super duper mm-hmm. always thinks differently differently but in this business, when you think differently, you could actually, you know, strive. If you're in football or baseball, it's pretty much has to be this way because it's a team effort. And though you're in a yeah. tag team, but you're in a tag team with a guy who's over 300 pounds and could do a friggin' leapfrog drop kick that most 300 pounders can't do. And Absolutely. You know, yes, he is limitless. And, and so are you.
4: Uh, thank you. Um. Having that, creative, that creativity, the freedom to actually expand upon it and dive into it is having no fear when it comes to that. When you have no fear of failing at it or feel of expressing it, because a lot of times people have people like there's a lot of creative people in the world and in our industry and stuff, but a lot of them are um, they hold it in because they don't know how to push it out. They're afraid to push it out. They're afraid of the reception that they're going to get from it. Um, I failed at being creative years ago time and time again but that never that never stopped me and I never gained fear from it I was just like no I'm gonna try this even when I tried to express it to other people before I actually um, acted upon it they didn't understand it they didn't get it they were like ah that's not gonna work ah no that's not the thing but I'm like okay you don't see that vision but I do so I went upon and did it anyway and now they were like oh man wow like Wow, you really are doing something unique. I'm like, I told you, but you didn't listen. So a lot of times, I don't even tell people. I just like go about and do it, you know. And it worked from like my Lucha Underground days to my NXT days to my Smackdown days to where I'm at now in AEW. You know, it's always I'm always going to not have that fear holding me back. Swerve, talk to
2: me about um, the creativity and something things that you would like to do in the future. And do you have a good, uh, do you have a good level of communication with the creative uh, with the creative people in AEW? Um, maybe, maybe better than some of the uh, communication you've had in the, in the past with other creative teams. What are you enjoying about it and uh, do they listen to your ideas?
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, for, as far as future, um, I, there's a lot of things I have in the works so already like, got the wheels and the gears grinding as we speak. I was working on that back in my, during my 90 days. Um, I was, it was just like planting those seeds, planting those seeds. Now it's just been watering it and then showing the proof with what I'm doing here in AW, um, all those other connections and those uh, creative like um, ventures that I'm working on showing the proof of, okay, this is why this goes here. This is why I want to do this. This is why you should invest in this. This is why this is worth your time. This is why you should get in now before somebody else snags the opportunity that you missed out on. And now you're going to be looking back on in the future. Like, man, I wish I would have gotten on that early. So the create, the now it's just the combining those worlds and AEW um, with meeting with Tony Khan before even signing on AEW, he already understood my vision. He got it. I laid the groundwork and he was just like, yep, yep. I want that. And, I'm going to set you up with the right people to make this happen. So the, the, creative, the creative was just always there. Um, a lot of times it's just like, hey, I got an idea for the day. Text it like, OK, sure. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. And um, now it's just like exploring what other things. Like sometimes it just comes to me um, out of the blue. It's like, it's like oh, what's the feel? If I don't feel it, then I don't do it and I don't speak it into existence because I don't feel it yet. But I got to feel it. And if I feel it, I invest, I'm invested in it. And when I invest in it, I'm like, okay, now I'm motivated to actually like pull this off and then add more things onto it. Cause I don't like to just put on one idea and then boom, all right, what else can I go with that? I like to boom, okay, now what can we expand upon this? You know, who else can get involved in that? Who other, who other, um, who other individuals can this affect? What other avenues can this go? Um, who? How many? How can people get more out of it than just one individual thought, creative um, idea that I bring? So it, it always has to have legs with it for me. Swerve. When it
2: comes to your character and the way you put your matches together, who understands you the best backstage, producer wise or veteran talent wise? Is there somebody who gets you as, will, as well as you get you?
4: The more I'm around Dustin Rhodes, the more he's understanding me because I've only—I think I've only been um, agented twice by him, tw- tw- two or three times. But that doesn't mean I don't still talk to him about ideas and things like that. But the more and more we work together and we gel and we bounce these things back and forth and he understands my movement, my psychology, the way that I like to you know, go about like uh, displaying my story, gravitating to the fans and bringing it to life on screen... The more he's I think he's really starting to grasp that a little bit more rather than like, oh, this is how wrestling works. This is what you do. This is the format. This is the template that you use. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I follow that. But I always take the template and I don't like necessarily we we know I know how to get from A to B. But sometimes A is not A is not a linear line or A doesn't zigzag. I kind of like go backwards. I'll start from Z and get to B. And, and go through while going through A, and some people like, "Whoa, why'd you go backwards to go forwards?" I'm like, "That's just, it's just that's how I'm feeling it that day." But I'm still getting A to B. Sometimes I'll go A C B, and then like, "Whoa, you're telling something in the future before it even happens." I'm like, "That's just the way I'm feeling it today." And they're like, "All right, let's go with it."
3: Well, I'm sure you're feeling this is going to be your first double or nothing, and it's a, it is a big fight field. The biggest part, what I love about AEW, besides the people, are the fans. And I know the fans are really, really going to appreciate you. And uh, it, it, it is your, a big, big moment for you. And I hope you and your partner are successful as well as just sit back and enjoy the moment. Because you have accomplished a lot in a very, very, uh, you have an entire career ahead of you. But in the time that you're here, you've already accomplished a lot. So I hope you're able to sit back and enjoy it because those fans are awesome.
4: I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And I'm also like, um, the, the chip on my shoulder is always there. I always like to prove people wrong and whoever's doubting um, a year from now, I want to make them eat those words. So that's what keeps me pushing and going a little bit as well as like looking back and seeing all the things that I have accomplished at this point. Like those, just, those two things are like really like, gives, it, it wakes me up in the morning and makes me feel like job well done.
2: Swerve, so have only got a couple minutes left here. Tell me what makes AEW such a fun company. I know it's why it's fun for the fans. Mm-hmm. Tell me why it's such a fun company for the talent and why everybody seems so happy to be there.
4: AEW, it takes the, it takes that stress and that weight off your shoulders um, as a performer. You, you really need that uh, before going through the, before going through the curtain and going out on that stage, man, you get the blessing from Tony. You get the laughter from, for me, I get laughter from Keith, and I try to make him laugh every time. So that's why Keith always comes out in a good mood. So you don't really get that in a lot of other places, man. Um, uh, the praise in the back, the energy from the fans, the, the, there's a level of um, competition, but it's, it's, it's motivating, it's not necessarily wanting someone to fail for you to succeed. It's wanting that person to succeed and you want to out-succeed that person. And now the next person wants to out-succeed you. So therefore, it's just like, oh, we gonna, we're leveling up each other up week by week by week by week. We're trying to outdo one another. But it's like that friendly competition and, and it's what's needed. I think competition competition in this industry, in any entertainment industry, is it's necessary. It's the driving force behind growing every brand, and you're seeing the growth of AEW year by year, week by week, month by month.
2: Well, Swerve, thank you very much for taking the time to join me and Tommy this morning here on Busted Open. Best of luck in your three-way tonight. Best of luck with your career in AEW. Keep uh, seeing that vision and moving forward, and uh, take care of yourself. Stay safe, and we'll see you down the road, brother. Open door to come on and Join us anytime you want in the future.
4: Thank you very much. Love you guys.
1: Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Balon. Special thanks the Serious XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and Serious XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas.
0: Serious XM Podcasts.
2: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but
4: let me play devil's advocate
2: here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is a big year—the Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary.
1: Fifty years of excitement,
2: of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. Fifty years of funding for
0: schools, of changed lives and brightened days. Fifty years of fun, and that is worth celebrating.